back, everyone, to the Optimistic Steeler Fan Steelers Optimism Podcast. This is Season 1, Episode 4. And today we're going to be having two segments. The first segment will be more of a kind of general PSA to the Steeler fan base. And then the second half of the show, we're going to talk about what I'm optimistic about today. And that's, that's Kenny Pickett and why I'm optimistic about Kenny Pickett being the Steelers quarterback, not only for the rest of the season, but, but going forward as well. So welcome back. I'm glad you're tuning in. So today is December the 10th. And I just watched a lot of football today. And as I mentioned in my previous podcast, the Pittsburgh Steelers are right back in the playoff picture. They dropped from the fifth seed to the sixth seed. So despite how bad the last six days or so have been in Steeler Nation, the Pittsburgh Steelers are still squarely in the AFC playoff picture. And they hold a lot of the tiebreakers over many of the other teams from the division records and conference records. So the their destiny is still in their own hands. They've got to win next week. As I mentioned in the in the previous episode, you win next week, you're you're right back where you need to be. You've already beat the Bengals once and then you get to play them at home. Seattle looks like they're struggling a little bit and you know the Ravens may not even have their starters playing in the last week. So, you got to play the games. Uh so I'm I'm still feeling pretty optimistic about the Steelers and the playoff chances as of right now going into next week. You got to win that game against the Colts. So that kind of brings me into the first part of the segment today, which is really Steeler fans, what's the point? What is the point of being a Steeler fan? And that's really kind of a question that's rhetorical, but also kind of talking about the entire season. Everything this season has been negative, whether the Steelers win, or the Steelers lose, everything's negative. When the Steelers, this season, beat the number one seed in the AFC, Baltimore Ravens, all the next week, all of anybody talked about was Gunnar Osheski fumbling a punt, or Matt Canada not really calling the play down the sideline for George Pickens to win the game, or the Ravens gave that game to the Steelers. Um, you know, when the Steelers go on a divisional road game after firing their offensive coordinator and they win and they play well, oh, they didn't score enough points. You know, everything has this caveat of negativity afterward. So, of course, yes, everyone is down after losing two games at home in five days to two, two and ten teams. But that negativity is, is warranted to an extent. But the negativity has been there even when the good things have been happening all season long. So what's the point of being a Steeler fan if no matter what they do, you are going to be upset and negative with them? All day long today, I've seen nothing but, oh, let's compare Joe Flacco's stat line to Kenny Pickett's. Let's talk about how the, all the other AFC North teams have scored more points than the Steelers today. Why? What's the point if, if anything and everything is going to be negative? And I even saw some people on there say, you know, Twitter say, I hope the Steelers lose the rest of their games so that change will happen. I mean, what kind of fan are you if you're going to hope your team loses? That's absurd. I just don't get it. And I don't get it. And I want to try and think of it in the opposite direction. The Steelers are the, are the sixth seed in the AFC playoff picture right now. They just got to win games, and, and they're in. You don't got to depend on anybody else. You just win some games, and you're in. 
and and I'm going to be rooting for them to win over the next four weeks with each of those weeks because I appreciate and am happy about a franchise that has, over the last four seasons, given me 45 victories. You want to hear the teams that don't get to say that? Seattle, Minnesota, Buffalo, Tennessee, Baltimore, Miami, New England, Cleveland, Indianapolis, Las Vegas, Los Angeles Chargers, Cincinnati, Arizona, Atlanta, Denver, Chicago, Carolina, Washington, Jacksonville, Detroit. All of those teams have less wins in the last four years than the Pittsburgh Steelers. You want to know how many teams have more Super Bowls than the Steelers in the last four years? Three out of 32. In the last eight years, the Steelers have played in eight playoff games. You know who has less than that? Tampa Bay, Tennessee, New Orleans, Dallas, Minnesota, Houston, Las Vegas, Cleveland, Denver, Chicago, Indianapolis, Carolina, Atlanta, Jacksonville, New York Giants. I mean, this franchise in the recent past and in the extreme past has provided a ton of positive things for the fan base. And recently, as I mentioned, and it's just, it's, again, the negativity is just so out of control this week with the fire Tomlins and the, the team is done. We want them to tank and trade Kenny Pickett to get Justin Fields. I mean, you know, this, this garbage about fire Tomlin, I mean, if you look into in the current NFL, this, you got to have two beliefs then, I guess. You got to have two competing thoughts. Do you think he can win? Or do you think he's incapable of winning? And it's clear that he has won over the past. There's only two coaches who are current coaches right now that have, that have better records than him. And that's like Andy Reid and Bill Belichick. I, I think, uh, you know, the, the Packers coach has a higher win percentage by .0 something because of, you know, he hasn't coached as many games. But, you know, all week long it's been Belichick owns Tomlin. Well, Belichick owns everybody. Bill Belichick has six Super Bowl victories, and he has coached for almost 30 years, and he owns everybody else, not just Mike Tomlin. So that, 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 that argument is pointless. Uh, my best friend is a Denver Bronco fan, and he can't believe the heat that Tomlin is getting this week because he says to me often, he's like, you guys don't know what it's like to have bad coaches. <laughs> you guys don't know what it's like to have incompetent coaches the Ben Hackett's of the world that have been there and, and, you know, and we're all complaining about losing two games and having nine and eight records every year. But we truly in the Steelers fan base have no clue what it's like to have a bad coach ever. Cause we don't have a bad coach. We actually have a very good coach. So these arguments about Mike Tomlin, the message isn't there and he can't win and he's stale and is the standard in Pittsburgh not having a losing season. Well, that's something he and, and the team never have said anything about. That's all coming from the media. So it's not the standard. They, their standard is to win and get to the playoffs and then win Super Bowls, and they, they fall short of that, just like 31 other teams every single year. So, so this negativity this week, yes, there is some negativity that is warranted from the losses in the last two weeks on a short week without your starting quarterback. I mean, that some of that stuff is there. 
But this this absurd level of fever pitch with the Steelers being, you know, the sky is falling and Mike Tomlin needs fired and it's all his fault. It's just, it's undeserved and, and we all just need to stop. And, and truly, let's root for them to win next week instead of everybody just thinking, oh, if they lose, they'll change the coach. It's just, it's an absurd amount of negativity that, that is hard to stomach. So I, for one, am going to be positive with the Steelers, and which takes me back to my original question with you guys. What's the point? If you're not going to be happy with anything, and if you're not going to root for them to win, if you're not going to feel happy that some of the things went their way today, and now they're still in the sixth seed in the playoffs, and if they win next week, they're solidifying in their, in their ability to stay in the playoff hunt. If you're not going to root for that, if you're not going to want that, if you're not going to cheer for that, and no matter what happens, you're going to be negative, what's the point of being a Steeler fan? So that's my, my PSA, and we're going to move now into the second segment, which is why I'm optimistic about Kenny Pickett. Uh, we have spent a lot of this year, it seems like there's two pretty polar opposite camps of Team Kenny and Team Get Rid of Kenny. Um, and I just think there's no nuance or patience in the fan base related to that on either side. So I just want to let you know what I've seen and what I am positive about in terms of Kenny Pickett. Okay, so segment two today is me being optimistic about Kenny Pickett, and it really kind of boils down into my stats that I think are important of why I am optimistic and why I think everyone needs to just show a little bit of patience with Kenny. Uh, one is his winning percentage, the way that he wins. Two is who you're trying to compare him to is not fair. And then when you do make reasonable comparisons, you're not looking at the, the nuance of how quarterbacks grow because everybody wants everything to be done right now. Everybody wants the C.J. Strouds and the, the Brock Purdy's who are having immense success very early on in their career with gaudy numbers. So I think they're overlooking Kenny's ability to win. They're comparing him to the wrong people. And then when you do compare it to his current class, you are saying, oh, the brightest star in the sky is what he should be right now. And I just don't think that's fair. So starting with my, my notion that Kenny is a winner, Kenny Pickett, when he plays in games that he starts and finishes, the Pittsburgh Steelers are 13-7. and seven. Last year they were six and five, and, and this year they're seven and two. So if you remember, the Steelers have six losses this season. In the Houston game, Kenny left when they were down ten and they lost. In the Jacksonville game, he left when they were down within one score and they lost. He left in the Arizona game when it was tied and they lost. And then he didn't play last week, and they lost to the Patriots. So seven of the wins, he played start to finish, and two of the games, he, he did not win. So, so he's a winner overall, and I think everybody keeps always giving him the, the Kenny Clutch name, which is true. The guy knows how to win late in games that he has provided in his two seasons so far with the Steelers. A lot of wins. After the bye week last year, and up through now, one of the highest winning percentages amongst quarterbacks in the NFL, and the Steelers win games. 
So I just think, don't think he's getting enough credit for winning because everybody wants to style points on top of it. Um, right now, he's got as many wins as, as C.J. Stroud does this year. So, you know, you think that guy's got all the style points in the world, but it is, it's the same record, and that's all that matters are wins and losses. And, and Mike Tomlin has said it throughout this season that he and Kenny are judged by wins and losses. And over the course of his career so far, he has shown that he has the ability to win and win a lot. So that it makes me very optimistic about him as our quarterback. So then the next thing is who we're comparing Kenny Pickett to. And, and I think in the Steeler fan base, it's, it's tough because we are comparing him and wanting him to be what we just had the luxury of for the last 17 years. Ben Roethlisberger was a generational quarterback talent in the NFL. He is a first ballot Hall of Famer. He's a two-time Super Bowl champion. Guys like that just don't show up in the draft every year that you need a quarterback. Big Ben is probably in the top five or top three in most, if not all, statistical passing categories in the history of the NFL. This guy is amazing, and he was amazing. It's not fair for us to try and hope that Kenny Pickett is that right now and right away based on what he's done in two years. And because he isn't so far, like every other quarterback in the league, I don't care what you say, Brock Purdy is not the next Ben Roethlisberger. C.J. Stroud is not the next Ben Roethlisberger. None of these guys are the next Ben Roethlisberger. I don't think anybody is because he, again, is a generational talent, a generational quarterback, a first ballot Hall of Famer. So the comparisons to Kenny Pickett, to Ben Roethlisberger, because he's in our fan base and wanting him to be the next guy that was Ben is absurd and ridiculous, and it's just not fair to, to compare him in that direction. And if you're really going to, I, I think you should go look back and look at some of the stats. You know, in Big Ben's second season, his completion percentage was 62.7%. You guys know what Kenny Pickett's completion percentage is? 62.6%. Yes, he has not thrown as many touchdowns, but he's thrown way less interceptions because the team is built differently. The team was built differently then. There wasn't, they weren't asking Ben to do a whole lot, and then when he did, he threw a lot of touchdowns, but he also threw a lot of interceptions as well, and that was his second year. This is Kenny Pickett's second year. Let's give it some time. And in Big Ben's second year, no one knew he was going to be the Big Ben that he was in his second season. So the comparisons of Kenny Pickett to Big Ben, I just do not think are fair, nor should they be. And we are really, in this fan base specifically, doing a, doing a fool's errand by comparing the two of them. Why don't we just compare him to other quarterbacks that are currently playing and currently in the field of people around his draft class, which is what is probably more pertinent. And I just think you need to look at the most important stat, which is making me the most optimistic right now. And everyone says this doesn't mean anything. It does, though. Kenny takes care of the football. He doesn't turn it over. He doesn't throw interceptions. He doesn't lose fumbles. And I know the style points right now are not there with the adjusted yards per attempt and the gaudy touchdown numbers. He takes care of the football. And if you actually look at real statistics about what is correlative to wins and losses in the NFL, what actually makes a difference? The first statistic 
that actually has a one-to-one correlation is scoring because the team that scores the most wins every game. That's a one-to-one correlation. The next important stat that actually has a greater than 80% correlation, which in most other industries is a good correlation. That's a, that's a high correlation, greater than 0.8, is turnovers. Turnover differential has a huge impact on wins and losses, the most important one. People like to harp on these passing statistics for quarterbacks and touchdown passes and adjusted net yards per attempt. Those correlations are in the 0.51 range. As I mentioned before, I'm a physician, and if that's the correlation I'm looking at in a study, I'm not giving that drug or that study a whole lot of time a day. That is not correlative. That is not something that shows causation. But if you have someone or a team that does not turn the ball over, statistics prove out they win games. And we have a quarterback in Kenny Pickett that doesn't turn the ball over. He has four interceptions this season, guys. Four interceptions. That is the lowest among all quarterbacks that have played more than half the season. Everybody's on the Will Levis train, but he's got two, and he only played in six games. C.J. Stroud now has, I believe, six. Um, and he's also lost 263 yards on sacks. And yes, he's throwing for a ton of yards, a ton of touchdowns as a rookie. And it's impressive. But Kenny Pickett and C.J. Stroud have the same number of wins this season. So you can say all you want about the statistics of the passing. Kenny doesn't turn the ball over. And it results in wins. So if you think of just interceptions across the league, these other quarterbacks, Sam Howe, I think he has 14 and leads the league. Josh Allen has 13 or 14 now. Um, Purdy's got six. Mac Jones has 12. And these guys have more losses. And, you know, Purdy had a, a stretch there where he was turning the ball over and they lost three games. And our quarterback, Kenny Pickett, does not turn the ball over. And that's why, it goes back to my first point, is he wins games. Uh, I think if you look at the statistics since 1950, the team that wins the turnover battle wins the game 77% of the time. Wouldn't you like to have a quarterback that you have confidence in who's not going to turn the ball over? Sure, he's not thrown for a a lot of touchdowns yet. A lot of that is game circumstance. We've got some drops out there. The way the team is built around the running game, who they've been playing, doesn't turn it over. And that results in wins. And that should be something that all Steeler fans are optimistic about. So winning doesn't turn the ball over. Now let's talk about other things I'm reasoned I'm optimistic about Kenny Pickett. It's really about looking at other quarterbacks that have blossomed into great quarterbacks and where they started at, and kind of compare that to where Kenny Pickett is right now. So let's talk about a few quarterbacks right now that are considered really good in the NFL, if not great. And the two that I keep talking about and thinking about are Jalen Hurts and Josh Allen. And I'm not here to tell you guys that I think Kenny Pickett is for sure going to be Jalen Hurts or for sure going to be Josh Allen, but let's just talk about some statistics related to them and related to Kenny Pickett. So when Jalen Hurts was drafted, he had the luxury to watch other NFL quarterbacks and starting quarterbacks for nine games before he was inserted into the starting lineup. And then in that 
final stretch of the season, he went one and three, threw five touchdowns and three interceptions, had a QBR of 33.8. So his first season, we'll give him three games, QBR of 33.8. Kenny Pickett's first season, QBR, 53.6. So that was first season. So let's look at Jalen Hurts' second season. His completion percentage was 61.3. He jumped his QBR up to 54.6. And then in year three, his completion percentage again stayed around 61.5 and jumped his QBR up to 68.3. And he threw more touchdown passes, threw for more yards, gaining experience. And now we see where he's at in, in his year, fifth, fifth year or sixth year, where he's dominant in the NFC. He's up for MVP candidates most seasons, and he understands, and, he's, and his QBR is up in the, in the 70s. So again, remind you that Kenny Pickett's first season last year, his QBR was 54.6, and his completion percentage was 62.6. So let's talk about Josh Allen. Josh Allen is a great quarterback, and he's, he's a superstar in the league. Everyone says they would, they would like to have him as, as their gunslinger. His first season, through 10 touchdown passes and 10 interceptions. Completion percentage of 52%. His QBR was 49.8. Kenny Pickett's first season, 54. So again, his completion percentage in year two went up to 58 with a QBR of 49. And then in year three, he made the jump up to a completion percentage of nearly 70% with a QBR of 76.6. These guys take time to improve. And again, I'm not saying that Kenny Pickett is for sure going to be either one of those guys, but I'm optimistic that he could be because he's starting off in a similar place and actually is starting off in a, in a better place in terms of his completion percentage his total QB ranking, his efficiency as a quarterback, and the, again, the fact that he doesn't turn the ball over. So those are just two. Some other just brief caveats about other quarterbacks around the league. I think Patrick Mahomes got to watch 15 games before he was moved into the starting lineup. Kenny got to watch two and a half. So it takes some time to learn on the job. It really does. And I'm, again, I'm not saying that Kenny Pickett is going to turn into Patrick Mahomes. I'm just saying that the, the beginning of their careers, whether it's the Jalen Hurts, the Josh Allens, the Dak Prescotts, the Brock Purdy's, it, it, the circumstances are different. Kenny Pickett has played behind one of the worst and the bottom third offensive lines his entire career. You guys want to know who the, the best offensive lines are in the NFL this season? Philadelphia, Baltimore, Kansas City, that's one, four, and five. Dallas is six. Miami's 10. San Francisco's 11. The Steelers have the 27th ranked offensive line. And last season, they were 28th, according to Pro Football Focus. So you have got a quarterback who doesn't turn the ball over but it's also behind a very sketchy offensive line compared to some of these other guys who've got to play behind really good offensive lines. I think the Steelers in this offseason will go after center, another tackle, add that to Isaac Sayamalu and James Daniels, along with Broderick Jones. I think they're going to continue to build 
the offensive line to give their franchise quarterback some time back there to continue to improve and get better. And you just need to, to think about the nuance across the circumstances between different quarterbacks. And you just need to have a little bit of patience. I'm optimistic that Kenny will continue to improve. The guy is a workaholic. He studies film a lot. He tries to get better. He is getting better. Early on in his career when he started against Buffalo and Philadelphia last year and even the Miami game they had a chance to win, he was turning the ball over. And then there was a direct, either a directive at him or his own personal goal was he was no longer going to do that. So he stopped that. He completely has turned it around to the point where I just don't worry about him throwing interceptions, and I don't worry about him losing fumbles, and that's, a, that's an important thing. So seeing him be able to make that kind of progress in one thing gives me a lot of optimism he's going to be able to make that kind of progress in some other areas as well. So I'm optimistic about Kenny. I, I really think people need to be patient. People need to stop this garbage about comparing him to whoever else is playing in the NFL right now. A few weeks ago, people were saying, oh, we should have kept Josh Dobbs. Yeah, well, Josh got benched today. Again, he's a nice guy. He's a smart dude, and you wish him well. It's a good story, but there's a reason that he's not it, and he's not our franchise quarterback. Um, Yeah, Joe Flacco had a good day today. A lot of yards after the the catch runs. A lot of missed throws, though, and you know, down the stretch here, I, I don't think I would have as much confidence in Joe Flacco leading me to the promised land as as my quarterback in, in Kenny Pickett. So I'm very optimistic about Kenny going forward the rest of the season, wanting to get healthy and get back. And I do think with the hiring of a new offensive coordinator and him having two years now of NFL experience under his belt, I think he's only going to make more and more progress and make a big jump next season, if not later this season when he comes back, get us some wins, get us in the playoffs. I feel confident in him, and I think a lot of you guys should too. So thanks again for listening to another episode of the Optimistic Steeler Fans Steelers Optimism Podcast. Again, if you're going to be a Steeler fan, look at the positives right now. Everything shook out. They dropped one spot in the AFC playoff picture. There's six or seven, seven and six teams. The Steelers have a lot of the tiebreakers. A lot of those other teams have to play each other. And they have a golden opportunity on Saturday. You win. You essentially knock the Colts out of running. And you put yourself in there. The next game, you come back home. You knock out the Bengals. They could be out as well. You're right in, you're right in there at the five or the six spot in the, in the AFC playoff picture. It's in their hands. And I'm optimistic they're going to they're gonna do it. So root for them. Enough of the negativity. You got a good coach. Quit this garbage about firing him. Let's let's go Steelers. So thanks again for listening in. If you liked the podcast, give me a like and uh, head over to SteelersOptimism.com if you want some more content over there. Go Steelers.